morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers lost yet another heartbreaker, this time losing in the final seconds to the 76ers. This coming on the heels of losing in double overtime to the Dallas Mavericks. And yeah, I'm a little nervous, uh, obviously, about all of our <laughs> emotional well-being watching this team, but also about, like, if you do something often enough, inherently, you're going to build habits, and I'm concerned about the habits that the Lakers are building. If you haven't checked it out already, Raj and I went long on uh, on that game last night, specifically on the post-game spacious show. That audio should already be on the feed by the time you guys are listening to this. Um Look, I think Russ was fantastic all game, and the Lakers wouldn't be where they were in those moments uh, without the way that he played in last night's game. That said, and this is what I was concerned about when they traded for him, when Russ is out there on the court with LeBron, there is only one way that both of those players can have an impact on, on the game, and that's if Russ has the ball and the other team has to care just a little bit more about LeBron off of the ball than they do uh, about Russ when he doesn't have it. And, you know, this is kind of what we saw there late in in this one, and I think it's what is going to continue to play the Lakers in clutch moments, uh, especially in clutch moments when LeBron and Russ are out there together. (sighs) Look, (laughs) um, there's only so many ways we can say this, but defenses for the entirety of LeBron's career have been trying to find some way to to minimize his impact, right? That's the whole, if you can minimize LeBron's impact, chances are you are going to be able to beat whatever team that he is playing on. And so long as Russ is out there with LeBron and he needs the ball so that he isn't just a, you know, an empty roster spot out there, um, it, <laughs> you're doing the defense's job for them by giving Russ the ball and moving LeBron off of it. And by the way, not including LeBron in some kind of a pick and roll, right? With Russ, then you were doing what the defense wanted to do in the first place. And, you know, to a certain extent, it doesn't matter how well Russ is playing. If his presence out there pulls LeBron off of the ball he can't be out there. There is no way for Russ to play well enough to be out there if that's the impact having him out there has on the rest of the game. So, uh, look, this is... It sucks that, like, Russ played really, really well and the focus is going to be on that on that foul. And I'm sure by the time you guys are listening to this, we'll get the two-minute report or the last two-minute report that will say that Joel Embiid uh, hit... Russ across the wrist and that should have been a foul and that'll be two games that the Lakers should have had an opportunity to win and they didn't but because the referees suck at home um but but like that to me is kind of besides the point like Darvin Ham said after the game that that's what the Lakers would want 10 times out of 10 Russ in isolation against Joel Embiid who is one huge two moves well and if you're playing in isolation against a huge person who moves well, that's a really difficult person to, to score on, especially if the way that you're hoping to score on that player is at the rim. And by the way, you're doing so with 
a a a group around you uh <laughs> who allows the defense to help and not only are you going to have Joel Embiid the huge guy who moves well meeting you there at the rim but you're also going to be met by a help defender who doesn't have to care about at least one of the other Lakers who are out there on the court with you. In this case, Dennis Schroeder was out there. They don't have to care about him. And in this case, Wendell Gabriel is out there, and you know you don't really have to care about him all that much. LeBron is the only guy that they kind of sort of have to care about, and even he isn't a very good three-point shooter off of the catch. So the only guy that the defense has to even kind of worry about catching the ball open from the three-point line is Troy Brown, and... It, that's only a kinda, right? He doesn't have that kind of a rep. So yeah, nothing about that was set up very well, which is why in that kind of a moment, once you get out of transition, and this is how it goes for all coaches, but this is coaching 101. This isn't something that like Darvin Ham would have to be in the league for years and years and years to figure out. He's been around the game long enough to where it's one thing for a team in the Lakers that needs to be in transition to score, uh, to give those guys an opportunity while they're in transition. But the ball was kind of walked up the court. There was kind of semi-transition, and and you got into your offense. Nothing was really happening, especially once Russ dribbles the ball off of his knee. Call timeout. Call timeout. Get Thomas Bryant out there and, and have him be somebody that the defense has to care about. Um, maybe get, you know, if it's if it's Russ off of the court or get Schroeder off of the court because if Schroeder doesn't, like, Again, it's the same thing with Russ as it is with Schroeder. If Schroeder doesn't have the ball, the other team doesn't have to care about him either offensively. There's just too many guys that the defense just doesn't have to care about. And if the only way that the guy with the ball is going to be successful is to get to the rim, and that's the case with both LeBron and Russ, then you're making life difficult on literally everybody out there who is playing basketball for you. So, yeah, it Last night's game was another frustrating loss, and and now you know if you zoom out and look at the macro, this is where this trend of losing as often as the Lakers are losing and being as bad as the Lakers have been in the clutch for as long as the Lakers have been that bad is legitimately concerning. So the Lakers are, and, and the stats I don't believe have updated quite yet, but the Lakers are, if not the worst, certainly among the worst clutch teams in the NBA, meaning within the, in the last five minutes, if the score is within five, those are now called uh, clutch minutes. And the Lakers in those minutes have been a travesty. They can't score. And now the defense is improving. Uh, they're a little bit better at this point than they were, say, earlier this year, where they were bad defensively and bad offensively. Now they're like just a little below average defensively, I believe, but still just abysmal offensively. And the offense is is something that, you know, if you're bad at something for long enough and you don't change anything about it, then you're just forming bad habits. And I think the Lakers to this point have formed some really bad habits offensively. And, uh, you know, if you haven't checked it out already, Cranchus McBasketball is, is, is on Twitter um, and he's always charting how the Lakers offense devolves into isolation and they just kind of do away with sets as the game goes on. And it's one thing if the Lakers are relying on isolation with good isolation players, but they don't have those guys. Russ isn't a good isolation player. LeBron at this stage of his career also is not a good isolation player. The closest thing to a good isolation player the Lakers might have is maybe Anthony Davis. Um, but even he, 
uh, you know, it, it, one, he's not available. And two, uh, that's not the most effective way to use him. And so when the Lakers offense just kind of focus on isolation down the stretch of these of these clutch moments, that's why, in essence, and it's an oversimplification, but that's why the Lakers have been as bad as they've been in those clutch moments. And um, the longer that they continue to bash their head up against this brick wall, uh, instead of making any kind of progress, you're just going to walk away with a migraine. And look, I've watched enough of these clutch moments to develop a migraine watching those clutch moments. So I, they need to change something. Like they need to, you know, whether it's more two-man, whether it's relying more on sets, whether it's trying to maintain the pace that you played with for the 43 minutes that got you to be able to be competitive in, in those last five minutes of, of these games. Um, whatever it is, the Lakers can't keep doing this thing that continues to make them the worst clutch team in the league and one of the worst clutch teams I have ever seen. Uh, you can't be this bad in the clutch with LeBron on your roster. You just can't. You have to try. And frankly, this is what it looks like. Is it like it, it, with, with the way that they're using everybody, with the lineups that are thrown out there, um, it looks like they're trying to be bad in the clutch. And, you know, if that's what they're trying to do, then mission accomplished. Still, though, uh, it is time to turn the page on that game, and you do have to get the one later tonight. It is uh, Martin Luther King Day, which means uh, I will not be recording another uh, longer pod. Oh, no, I will be. I will be recording a longer pod uh, later this evening that will air, I believe, uh, either late tonight or early tomorrow. But regardless, the Lakers are in action tonight against the Houston Rockets. Um it is a, a huge game for them. They cannot drop, you know, it would have been nice to pick up one of these close games, whether it's against Boston or against Dallas or last night against Philly, because that allows you to maybe drop a winnable game elsewhere every so often, even though you don't want to, obviously. Uh, but because the Lakers can't win in the clutch, all of these games against lesser opponents are kind of sort of must wins. So, look, it's tough to have to win one, on the second night of a back-to-back, but them's the breaks, and you got to win. So that's going to be the case here uh, for this one. So uh, check out the, the the longer conversation that Raj and I had after last night's game. Check out the guys uh, who also reported the game, and then get ready for a whole bunch of content as we inch closer and closer and closer to, at the very least, the return of some of these guys who were really helpful Hopefully, a little bit more healthy on. So, until the next one, guys, hear from me. I'm in here.